Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast here from AusBiz. It is June the 1st. I'm your host, David Scott, joined today by Carl Rotter. Uh, Carl, let's get straight to the macro side of the equation. We'll finish off with the markets at the end. Uh, Australian GDP came out today, Q1, uh, 0.8% QQ, 3.3% year on year, above trend. Everything looking pretty peachy. Yeah, patchy, but I suppose everything overall is fairly hot if you look at it on aggregate. You know, some um, you know solid uh, signs about consumer spending um, driven by sort of private and public uh, spending in terms of the uh, the overall growth number primarily. Saw a little bit of weakness as far as the uh, the trade side of things go. Construction activity as well as business investment, I think, were a little bit sluggish. Those are the kind of the, the, the general numbers. But um, overall, like you said, um, beat expectations. And it lines the RBA up well for a rate hike next week. And we ask the question now, how big will it be? Yeah, I think it should be a 40. That's in my view today. And uh, I explain why. It's, uh, to me, there's no reason to go and have all these stimulatory uh, measures in place at the moment. All it does is risk overheating the economy and then having to go and see a big policy uh, retraction when it comes to tightening. Uh, then we do not need a boom-bust cycle after the last couple of years. Nice and smooth is the way that we like to go and see things at the moment. Just look at what's going on when it comes to uh, household savings ratio and the like. Uh, we know it's uh, spending and uh, consumer uh, spending during the other quarter as well was looking up. We know that retail sales has been looking like early stages of Q2. It all looks pretty optimistic. And, of course, hopefully weather permitting as well. No more flooding. No more Omicron. And uh, we might be able to go and get on and enjoy our lives. So here's to that. And, uh, of course, policymakers will need to go and respond to this new changing dynamic in the world that we are dealing with at the moment. As for the market itself, uh, we managed to go and kick off uh, June with a modest gain for the XJO, up about three-tenths of a percent. Uh, really being driven by some of those quality names I noticed on the market map. Uh, the banks, after they got absolutely smashed yesterday, we found some buyers. Also, the iron ore majors and uh, yeah, definitely quality names more across the board doing pretty well today. Yeah, it was a really choppy session, though. Um, I suppose, it, yeah, again, characteristic of a new month um, investors getting back involved in equities and, and rebalancing portfolios and whatever else you want to describe it as but um, yeah I suppose it was kind of a, a fairly um, narrow rally um, you know located around the sort of or isolated to the large caps and, and, and financials in particular but you'll take a gain on any day and we kick off the month on a positive note. I'll tell you one large cap that uh, didn't do so well it's actually a lot smaller cap now as well after uh, it went and delivered uh, profit downgrade and also cut its uh, withdrew its guide for FY23 Origin Energy. Uh, just splat. No, we've been talking about no energy supply shortages and uh, the risks that are associated with that at the moment. Soaring prices, uh, infrastructure, no log jams as well. 
Well, they all came home to roost for Origin Energy today. It was down about 15%. That's massive for a name that uh, all the markets uh, and a household name. Yeah, absolutely brutal. Um, and I suppose it does show you at the moment too that um, like we've seen stateside and, and on numerous occasions here locally too is that in this environment, losses get punished and they get punished hard. So um, a real concern about the, the profit outlook for Origin. And I suppose if you look at broadly that uh, sector, I think it was down by about 5% by virtue of that. So pretty, pretty ugly stuff. Well... Let's get straight to it. It's our stock of the day. Andrew sat down today with Andrew Vreeland from DP Wealth Advisory and Henry Jennings from Marcus today. They're going to get their view whether it's time to go and catch a falling knife or offload it or hold. Let's take a listen. My rules of thumb, three days for good or bad news to wash through. So, of course, we'll see a whole slew of broker downgrades come through tomorrow. And uh, I suspect that that chart is going to look even worse over the next couple of days. But you're quite right. We don't have to be Captain Obvious to figure out what's going on. Having said that, though, it's not all bad news. Again, glass half full around the fact that their gas business is is going along pretty well and and in particular the LNG business as well. Uh, At this stage, I certainly wouldn't be looking at it. I think, as I said, there's some more bad news coming and that chart's looking uh, pretty ordinary as well. You have to question what they're doing. You know, whether the guys are asleep at the wheel. There's a lot of people that cover this stock. It's not like a, a little stock. You shouldn't really get these kind of big shocks in these kind of big stocks. So um, a little bit baffling from that perspective, but certainly I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be trying to pick the bottom of this one for a while. The good times will come again, mm. in theory, but I think you're going to be holding for a while and you're going to suffer more pain. So it may be that uh, if you do see any slight bounce in sentiment, uh, as a few bargain hunters pick it up, then it may be wise to reduce your risk. There we have it. It's, uh, yeah, Henry, de-risk, sell, maybe carry forward some, uh, some tax losses to go and offset against some of those big gains that uh, some of the other uh, stock names have gone and seen over the past couple of years. It's been ugly just for that entire sector at the moment. Uh, and of course, we know about AGL's woes. So, yeah, tough space to be at the moment. Uh, Andrew Vieland as well uh, saying maybe hold it if you've ridden it down this long. But, uh, yeah probably more bad news to come. i tell you what, another sector which has been high-flying up until today at least, that lithium and battery material space, absolutely, you know, getting so much capital flows coming through to those names. And then along comes Goldman Sachs and writes a note on um, Sunday night for a long weekend in the, uh, the United States and uh, talks about how everyone's got ahead of themselves, too much uh, capital's flowing to this sector, it's too hot right now and it's going to be a pretty painful uh, period for the next couple of years. And splat. Just looking across some of the other names here. Uh, no, these are household names now because they've got so much publicity and so much exposure over the past couple of years. Pilbara Minerals down a lazy 21.9%. Liontown, of course, I know, talking about off-take agreements, etc., etc., with Tesla down 18.7%. Orchem. 16%. Uh, Novanix also off 12.9%. Uh, IGO 12.7% as well. Charles Mining, a, a relative outperformer in that space, down just 8.4%. Uh, yeah. What do we make about that market reaction? Because it was delayed significantly. Yeah, I'm just sort of thinking, how do you approach that psychologically? Is it like, okay, well, you know, the bubble's burst and Goldman's have gone and pricked it? Or is this a major overreaction and doesn't change the thematic whatsoever and you've just found yourself a great opportunity by virtue of a research note to, to get yourself allocated to the space? I don't know. Obviously, it would depend on the companies you look at, but it's, it's quite a reaction to, uh, to 
to a research note. Yeah, Mark Gardner from Macro Capital joined me for the close today. And uh, it certainly caught his eye and uh, certainly caught the attention of uh, Macro clients. Uh, yeah, so he gave us a few names that he'll be looking to go and buy in this pullback. Uh, he questions the timing of it as well and whether it's a bit of an overreaction. But he does expect that we might go and see a bit of follow-through selling tomorrow as it permeates across the market. So keep a close eye on that. We know in this space that uh, things can get very volatile. Big falls one day can be replaced by big gains. The next, uh, and look, in an environment where it is that difficult, it's always great to go and get advice from someone who's seen a few cycles. And of course, someone as well who can both buy and sell a hedge fund manager. And that's exactly what David Sokolsky from Carrara Capital is. He is on the program today giving us some, uh, some tips as to what he likes and doesn't like in the market at this stage. The, uh, the paradigm has changed. This time is different to him. And uh, not to say that it's, uh, there won't be opportunities, but he reckons it's time to go and keep your powder dry because in the latter parts of this year, he reckons there's going to be some bargain basements to be found. Yeah, right. So a long protracted bear market. We haven't seen that for a very long time. And I think we have discussed it before that if you're basically in the markets anytime after 2009, you can't count the COVID sell-off as being a proper bear market. Uh, they last a little bit longer than that. So we are talking to a lot of people at the moment saying that uh, this is going to, to keep going for a little while longer and that you know maybe patience will win the day. Sage advice there from a relative newbie in the, uh, the broader scheme of things. I can say that as uh, someone who's north of 40 now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I, I knew exactly what to go and do during that sell-off during the other uh, pandemic. And it's one of the few times I can say that I actually felt certainty about it at such an uncertain time, uh, how the, uh, the central bank response would be. And uh, they delivered in spades and too much at the end. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you very much for delivering that uh, on a platter to me. Uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, look, in the meantime, though, if you're still in the market to go and deploy some capital into the market, I just had a great chat today with Mark Whitaker from Investors Mutual. So uh, com- obviously operates in that smaller end of the market, the small caps, and he came up with four names that he likes at the moment and went through the details as to what he likes about each one. The key thematic across all of them, though, is that they have pricing power. So almost uh, immune to the cyclical cycle as well. So I won't give you the uh, give it away with some of the names, but uh, well and truly worth your listen, particularly if you like to go and dabble in the smaller end of the market. Yeah, you definitely have to be uh, hairy chested, I think, to uh, to be playing in the smaller end of the market at the moment. Obviously, small caps have really underperformed recently, but um, it is a big thematic, right? You've got to have p- pricing power in a high inflation environment. For those of you who like to go and uh, look abroad for your ideas, uh, I know that Andrew was talking very glowingly of Rob Shears from Valor Private Wealth, who was on the program earlier today as well, uh, having a bit of a, an eye over some of those uh, names offshore, particularly on uh, the NASDAQ as well, uh, also in parts of Asia. Uh, so if you've uh, no, got your investment horizon offshore, uh, certainly something in there for you today. Uh, look, there's obviously lots of other great interviews that we've done throughout the course of the day. Uh, Carl, before we go and uh, wrap things up, uh, tomorrow we get to, uh, detailed retail sales figures here in Australia. We've got the trade balance as well. Uh, do you think it's now we've got the national accounts out of the way? We've got uh, United States markets back. We know that UK will be on holidays for the, uh, for the, the Jubilee there for the Queen. What are we looking for? Is it, is it all about payrolls now for the last little bit of this week? Yeah, it has to be, right? You just strap yourself in for that because, uh, you know, what I, what's really struck me over the last couple of days is everyone's talking about how the, uh, the Fed sort of stepped back from their, their rate hiking uh, rhetoric or at least a lot of their hawkishness, and that's obviously true. But you look out beyond sort of um, uh, July, June, July in terms of um, uh, market pricing where obviously 50, 50 basis points is, is hiked, uh, baked in. Around the meeting from there, it's still a 50-50 proposition between 25 and 50 basis points. So you can see both sort of two-way volatility there potentially. 
um, or to a to a price movements on uh, on the back of these sorts of um, data releases. So um, going into the fact that we're going to have thin uh, thin markets in the FX space because London's going to be offline celebrating Her Majesty, I think um, yeah, I mean it'll keep something uh, keep us keep us on our toes, make make something. Uh, you know, should be something interesting. Yeah, interesting as well. So we're going to my data out tonight from around uh, various parts of the world, including the United States. Also, uh, Bank of Canada, uh, 50 basis points locked in, locked and loaded. So what's Tiff Macklin going to go and come up and say as well? That could really go and set the tone. We've been hearing all these people talking about the Fed looking to potentially pivot. Well, Canada's a pretty good cider as well as to what's going on just to the south of them as well. So interesting to go and see how they go and respond, particularly in an environment where uh, there's a clear softening in the housing market as well. So keep a close eye on that uh, one to watch. Uh, look, uh, it's been a busy day, Carl. Let's go and uh, call it there. Hope you have a fantastic evening and yeah. see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow morning. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.